Good evening. If you will, go ahead and take your Bibles and turn with me to Philippians chapter 4. We'll be uh, looking at verses 1 through 7 here in a moment. The question I want to ask you tonight is, are you happy? Are you truly happy? You know, when I think about all the things that I can be happy about... It reminds me of the song, Count Your Many Blessings. And many of those things that we can count blessings about, we can also look to to see things that make us happy. You make me happy. And I hope that those around you in in this assembly tonight make you happy. It makes me happy that the Lord loved us enough to send his only son to die on a cruel cross. That through obedience to his will and abiding by the commandments that he has given us in his word, that we one day might receive a home in heaven. That makes me happy. Other things make us happy as well. Material things, all sorts of things can make us happy in the world. For many people, the answer is, I would be happy if. I would be happy if something changed. Maybe I would be happy if I had a different house or a different job or a different boss or maybe even a different haircut. Sometimes the change is something simple. Once I lose another 10 pounds, that's going to make me happy. Or... Too often, the demand is over something a person has no control over. If I were five inches taller, I would be happy. Or this one for me. If I only had hair, I would be happy. Now, some of you laugh, but you can relate to that. Abraham Lincoln noted, Most folks are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. And I would have to agree with that. Happiness isn't something that is given to you, is it? Happiness is how you choose to see life. Happiness for the Christian can be seen in studying the the word of God and looking at all the blessings that God has given us in our lives. Now, I understand, and I want to be very clear because being in the medical field, I, I need to put this out there. I understand that there are people with illnesses, mental illnesses and depression and things of that nature that require the help of medical professionals in order to help with their mood and their happiness. But I'm not talking about that specific this evening. I'm talking about the Christian being happy because of the blessings that God has given us and we should truly be happy. I heard a story recently about a king in Africa who had a close friend whom he knew since childhood, and the friend uh, had a habit of looking at every situation in a very positive way. And he would always make this statement, this is good. One day the king and his friend were out on a hunting expedition, and the friend was loading guns and then handing them to the king to shoot. Well, I guess he got in a hurry or something, and he loaded the gun incorrectly, and the king pulled the trigger on the gun and knocked off his thumb, blew off his thumb. 
And the friend looked at his hand and he said, this is good. And the king replied, this is not good. And he sent his friend to jail. About a year later, the king was hunting in an area that he should have been clear of, for there were cannibals in the area. And they captured him and they took him into their village and they tied his hands and they stacked some wood and they set up a stake and bound him to the stake. But when they were about to light the fire, one of them recognized that the king did not have his thumb. And because of their superstitious beliefs, they would not eat anyone who was not completely whole. Now the king returned home and the king remembered his friend and in remorse he went to the jail to tell his friend the story of what had happened. He said, you are right, he said, it was good that my thumb was blown off. And then he proceeded to tell the, the friend exactly what happened. And his friend said, I'm very sorry for sending you to jail. Or he, The king said, I'm very sorry for sending you to jail for this. And his friend replied, this is good. And he said, what do you mean this is good? How could it be good that I sent my friend to jail for a year? He said, if I had not been in jail, I would have been there with you. <laughs> do you choose whether to be happy or whether to be sad? Notice, if you will, Philippians chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. Therefore, my beloved and long-forward brethren, my joy and crown so steadfast in the Lord beloved, I implore Euodia and I implore Syntyche to be the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Let your gentleness, or some versions may say forbearance, be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. When I think of rejoice, I think of happy, don't you? Be happy in the Lord always. And again, I say be happy. For we were bought with a price and we have all kinds of reasons to be happy in the Lord. Because of our trust in God, Christians can be happy while dealing with problems in life. Dealing with death, dealing with destruction, dealing with all the different things that come up in our lives, we can still be happy for the fact that God loved us enough to send His Son to die on the cross. Happy is the person whose trust is in God and His Word. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 20 says, He who heeds the Word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. 
Trust in God with all your heart. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning in verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. And in all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. Oh, how we should be happy. People tend to think that only when they are in control of everything, they can be happy. I'm happy to know that I don't have to be in control of everything, that God has it. He is in control. And he does a whole lot better job than I do. The employee thinks life will be better if he had a new boss. Or maybe even if he were the boss. When people find out that their choices are limited, then they are miserable if they choose to be. If they can't have it their way, they are unhappy. Reminds you of your children, doesn't it, sometimes? They want it their way. This isn't Burger King, is it? Life is not Burger King. Have it your way right away at Burger King now. The hard reality is that little in life is fully under our control. But it is indeed under God's control. Are you happy? Are you truly happy? That's point number one. Point number two, happiness is righteous living. This definitely applies to the Christian, does it not? God teaches us to live righteously. In Titus chapter 2, beginning in verse 11, it says this, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. Living righteously means filling our minds with wholesome things. And one of my favorite verses in all the Bible, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are pure, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are of lovely, whatever things are a good report, if there be any virtue or anything praiseworthy, meditate or think on these things. <coughs> When we live righteously, there's no guilt over what could have been done. Happiness is for the upright. Turn, if you will, to Psalms chapter 97. Psalms chapter 97, beginning in verse 11. Light is shown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. Again, that word rejoice coming back, synonymous with the word happy. Delight yourself in the Lord. Remain in Psalms there and turn to Psalms chapter 37, beginning in verse 1. Psalms chapter 37, beginning in verse 1. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. 
Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself. Be happy also in the Lord. Point number three, happiness is in worshiping God. Remain there in Psalms and go to Psalms chapter 95. Psalms chapter 95, beginning in verse 1. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is the, Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. Does that sound happy to you? That sounds happy to me. Be joyful. Be glad. All those things are happy feelings that the Christian should have before the Lord. In Psalms chapter 119, Psalms 119 in verse 24. Your testimonies also are my delight and my counsels. We should be happy that God has given us the things that he has given us and specifically his word and the counsels that he can give us through his word to make us delight in life, to make us happy in life. So happiness is in worshiping God. Think of all the blessings God has given us, daily blessings, too numerous to count. We are God's creation and we are the work of his hands. And our God, the God, is able to bring us faultless before him. Notice if you will the book of Jude verses 24 and 25. And I want to think about this for a moment. Jude verses 24 and 25. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To God, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless. I wish God could present me faultless before my wife. But he is able to do something much more powerful than that. God is able to make us faultless before him. Because of the sacrifice that his son made on our behalf, we can be happy and we can be faultless and he can keep us from stumbling. If we look to his word. Point number four. Happiness is in contentment. It might appear that the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. Until you get over there. The trick is to find satisfaction in life as it is. 
Turn, if you will, back over to the book of Philippians chapter 4. And let's look at verse 11 through 13. Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. Now that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to be abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That should make us happy, shouldn't it? Be content where you are because God has a plan for you. No matter how bad things are sometimes in life, if we're able to reflect on that time that we thought was horrible and that we were by ourselves later on in life, we realize that was the times that God was with us the most. Reminds you of that poem, Footprints in the Sand, doesn't it? Where you see one set of footprints and we think we were abandoned by God. But no, that's when God was carrying us in life. And when we needed Him most. Even in hard times, we can find happiness by understanding the term results. In the book of James chapter 1, beginning in verse 2, he says this, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Count it all joy. Be happy. In those trials. Now that's not easy to do when you're in the middle of the trial, is it? Shared comfort in troubles. Turn, if you will, to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning in verse 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Now if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer, or if we are comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope for you is steadfast because we know that as you are partakers of the suffering, so also you will partake of the consolation. When I think of consolation, I think of prizes. Do you think of consolation prizes? Point number four, happiness is in effort. It takes effort to make one happy. There's happiness in accomplishment, In Psalms chapter 128 and verse 2, When you eat 
the labor of your hands, you shall be happy and it shall be well with you. This verse reminds me of my dad, who was a hard worker, who I always took to heart the fact that if a man won't work, neither shall he eat. And my dad liked to eat. And he worked a lot so that he could eat and his family could eat. Enjoying our work is God's gift. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 5 beginning in verse 18. Here is what I have seen. It is good and fitting for one to eat and drink and to enjoy the good of all his labor in which he toils under the sun all the days of his life which God gives him for it is his heritage. As for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth and given him power to eat of it to receive his heritage and to rejoice and be happy in his labor. This is the gift of God. We are to give effort in our service to God. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Romans chapter 12 and verse 11. And we enjoy the result of our work. Isaiah chapter 3 and verse 10. Say to the righteous that it shall be well with them and they shall eat the fruit of their doings. We can be happy because we will be judged only by what we do or do not do in life. Know that your work isn't useless. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58. Happiness is not in things. Happiness is not based upon how big a house we have or what kind of car we have or which job we have happiness is not based on material things because if it is based on material things I will tell you this from life experience it will be short lived it will be short lived if you count your happiness by the material things that you have that's not to say we don't have wonderful material things but if you are the type of person who buy things or have things because that particular thing makes you happy once the newness of that thing wears off guess what you're going to be right back in the same situation you were before our happiness is spiritual it is an outlook <coughs> On life. Turn, if you will, to Colossians chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. Colossians chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. If we base our happiness 
on our spiritual life and making it to heaven one day, it makes it much easier for us to be happy, for us to delight, for us to be joyful, and for us to rejoice. It makes it easy for the Christian to be happy because we understand the blessings that God has given us. I'm happy for that. I'm happy to be a member of this congregation. I'm happy that I have you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, to help me on my path to make it to heaven one day. I'm happy to have you on my side to make sure that my family makes it to heaven one day. We are all blessed beyond measure and have so many wonderful things to be happy about. I'm happy that God gave us his word in its entirety so that we can read it, so that we can apply it to our lives, and so that we can teach others that they may be happy too in knowing that one day they will receive that heavenly home just as we. If you have a need to respond to the Lord's invitation this evening, we want to give you an opportunity to do that now. If you aren't a Christian and you want to be truly happy as the Christian is and enjoy all the blessings that God has to offer to you, then you must be obedient to His will. You must hear the Word of God, believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Repent of your sins, stop sinning on purpose. You must confess with the mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and be buried in that watery grave of baptism, raised to walk in newness of life, in a happy life. If you are a Christian and you've fallen away and have committed to sin publicly and need to repent of that publicly, or you need the prayers and thoughts of your brothers and sisters in Christ, whatever your need may be this evening, we offer you an invitation to come forward now as together we stand and as we sing.